Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. I'm here to teach you how to love yourself, to drop the body image issues so that you can lose the emotional weight and gain the confidence to look and feel irresistible at any size on your journey. Welcome to the very first Irresistible You episode of 2020. I am so excited. It is a brand new year, a brand new decade. I am back. I took a couple of weeks off from work so that I could enjoy the holiday season, spend more time with my family, and As much as I did enjoy that, I have to say I am really happy to be back (laughs) in a routine, back to work, back to crushing my goals because it was great, but it was like, you know, in the holiday season, if you take time off, it feels like you're kind of in this vortex of what day of the week is it? Because you just, it all kind of starts to run together. (laughs) Um, But it was amazing. It was wonderful. I am happy to have wrapped up 2019 and super excited to roll into 2020 and the new decade that is now upon us. And in this episode, what I'm talking about with you today is that there is not a finish line in weight loss. There isn't. There is absolutely no finish line in your weight loss journey. And I'm going to unpack that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more because I know that might sound like very discouraging at the moment. (laughs) Um, But I promise you this is going to be really good. And I want to talk about this today in particular because it's January. It's the beginning of the year. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure like my feeds are sure full of All the weight loss ads, all the detox teas, all the bullshit diets, all the things are happening as it relates to weight loss. And it can be really easy for you to get sucked into that vortex of, oh, this is going to be the thing. Ooh, I should try this diet. Ooh, I should try the Whole30. Ooh, I should do paleo. Ooh, I should do keto. I should get this tea I saw on Instagram. That stuff is going to be in your face very loud for the next month or so, and especially over the next couple days and weeks. And so I want you to be prepared when you see these things and to be prepared because all of those things that they are promising you, there's a lot of, there's a big component that's missing from that, right? And that's why I want to talk about that there's not a finish line in weight loss because Weight loss is not just about eat less, move more, right? And that's what you're going to see from a lot of these fitness pros and these nutrition gurus and these people with their little toned bodies that have never, ever been overweight. They have never been fat a day in their life. They're going to be trying to suck you in by teaching you that you just need to eat less and move more and making you think that there's something fundamentally wrong with you that you're not able to do that. But the thing about these fad diets and these detox teas and all this bullshit that you're going to see on Instagram and Facebook is that they're not teaching you what you really need to know in order to lose weight. And weight loss is not just about learning how to stop overeating. So it's not just about eating less and moving more. Now, scientifically, physiologically, that's how we lose the weight, right? We have to stop eating as much. We have to start moving our bodies more. But we're not able to do that unless you lose the emotional weight that we talk about here on the podcast. And I can say this with 110% confidence because that was my story. I could teach you how to lose weight with food and diet and what to eat and what not to eat and blah, 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 blah. But none of that mattered until I learned how to deal with my own shit. Until I learned how to face my emotions and sit in the pain and sit in the uncomfortableness of the parts of me that I didn't like. How to look at myself 
and understand why I was doing the things that I was doing and like cringe when I see certain things that I used to do. That's what all of these bullshit new year, new you diets are not going to teach. Because when you go on a weight loss journey, when you're an emotional eater, it is less about learning how to eat the right things or how to stop overeating. And it's more about learning how to face and deal with your emotions and the parts of you that you don't like, the parts of you that you don't love. And I don't mean the physical parts, but I mean parts of your life, parts of your personality, parts of the way that you work in the world that you don't necessarily like or love. You've got to learn how to face and deal with those emotions and those things so that you don't overeat. So it's not about learning how to stop overeating for the sake of overeating. Because I think most people from a common sense standpoint would say, yeah, I should probably cut my portions in half or I should probably not have two or three helpings of that dinner. Like we all on a common sense level and a logical level, we know that. But emotion overrides logic most times, especially when you're an emotional eater, right? Not every person who is overweight is an emotional eater. But if you're listening to this podcast, if you're rocking out with me on Irresistible You, I'm pretty sure, 99% sure, you're an emotional eater or you're someone who has dealt with your weight for a very long time, who has struggled with your weight, who has struggled with loving yourself unconditionally, right? Or you're someone who's maybe lost a lot of weight and now you're not really sure how to love what's left because there's that transition of like, who is that person? when the weight is gone, when you look in the mirror. And it takes time because you didn't do the brain work and the emotion work to catch up to that, right? And so that's why I say there is no finish line in weight loss because the thing is you're going to be getting sold over the next couple days and weeks that all you have to do is eat less, move more, drink my bullshit detox tea, and within X number of weeks, days, months, you're going to have the perfect body and you're going to see these dumbass after pictures of people in the perfect body, like loving their life and running through fields and acting like everything is now perfect just because they lost the weight. And I used to buy into that bullshit story too, because it is a bullshit story. Because the bullshit story that they are selling you is that if you could just eat less and move more and lose all of your weight and get to your goal and be in the perfect body, then you're going to have the perfect life. Then your life is going to begin. Because we all know if you're overweight, you're not entitled to have a life. You're not entitled to run happy through a field. You're not entitled to like go after your goals and dreams. That can only happen once the weight is off. That's what they're selling you. And you're buying into this bullshit like story that they're they're selling and you've convinced yourself that that's all you have to do. And then when you're not able to do something as quote unquote simple as drink the detox tea, eat less, move more, what do you do? You beat yourself up. I'm such a failure. I suck. I knew this would happen. I always give up. I always fail and blah, 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 blah. And what happens? The cycle just keeps on going. It just keeps on running, like right? And how much longer is that cycle going to go on for you? Is this going to be the year that you decide no more? Is this going to be the decade that you decide to actually live and to stop just existing like you did in the 2010s? Right? Because these diet fads that we're going to see and that we're already seeing, these people don't have a clue. I don't give a shit how much nutrition school that you went to. I don't give a shit how much, like, if you have a, a bachelor's or a PhD in some kind of, like, nutrition, science, blah, blah, blah. That's fantastic. You understand physiologically how the body works and how nutrition and diet plays into that. But what these people do with their high and mighty nutrition degrees and all the knowledge that they think they have, they don't understand this. And quite frankly, 
until you have been in the shoes of someone who has been chronically overweight their entire life or a big part of their life, you will never understand it. You will never, ever understand the emotional journey that goes into being overweight. They're just never going to understand you because they haven't been in your shoes. And it's really hard to understand this journey if you yourself have never been fat and overweight. You're just not going to understand it. And it makes me just want to pull my hair out when I see these little shits and their little toned bodies telling you how to lose weight. And I fell for it for so many years. I did. I spent and wasted so much money on different diets and programs and gym memberships and all of this stuff because I was looking for one thing. I was looking for the way of how to love myself and how to feel good and happy in my own skin. And I thought that so long as I'm fat and overweight, I will never be able to feel those things. I don't deserve to feel happy until I get to my goal weight. And so I lived a long part of my life like on this quest, on this search. And I would see these infomercials or I would see these New Year's, New Year, New You like diet commercials. And I'm like, yes, this is the one. This is what's going to do it. And then it never did. And so then I always felt like, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just do this? And I couldn't just do this because I had a lot of bullshit that I wasn't dealing with underneath it all. I had a lot of things about myself that I didn't love. And until I actually got underneath and started to address all of those things, that's why I kept yo-yo dieting, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. To the point where it made me feel crazy. Because I was like, I literally can't live like this anymore. I literally cannot keep waking up. Like I'm waking up out of like hibernation and being like, how did I gain the weight back? Oh my God, my jeans don't fit. Oh my God, it's spring and my shorts aren't fitting. How did this happen? Because I chose to zombie walk through life. I chose to stay asleep at the wheel and shove the food in my face and eat and eat and eat and eat until I was like, who the hell am I? How did I gain this weight? As if it was some big surprise. It's not a surprise. It was a choice. And it was a choice that I was making because I didn't know how to be with myself. I didn't know how to sit in the like nasty uncomfortableness of my emotions. To face the things about myself that I didn't like. And so what's easier? It's easier to just shove food in your face and not deal with it. It's easier to just stay in denial until it's not. Because nowadays, it's easier for me to sit and feel the pain or the emotions or whatever it is that I'm going through than to shove the food in my face and then walk in my closet and have zero things to wear. And then go through the whole guilt and shame cycle of like, how did this happen? How did I gain the weight again? You're such a failure. I hate you. You suck. Blah, 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 blah. And I had it built up in my mind that, well, all I have to do is just do what these diet gurus are saying. And I'll get to my goal. I'll get to the finish line. And then I'm going to be done with all this bullshit diet stuff. I'll just be done with it. This will be it. I'll get to the goal and then we're done. And I had it built up in my mind that once we got to that finish line, I'll just go back to how I used to live. And so this was me thinking I was going to go back to eating like I used to eat, but then also being so like asleep at the wheel about my emotions that I was like, I'll just go back to who I was without dealing with any of it. No wonder I stayed on the yo-yo diet hamster wheel for years. For years, you guys. Years. Almost a lifetime. I mean, I really had this fantasy of crossing this finish line. And at this finish line was my life. My new life. My life would begin at this finish line. At this finish line, my body would be like perfect, perfect 
my life would be perfect, everything would always be happy, and that was the end of it. And because that never happened for me, because that's not real life, I would spiral into, well, fuck it, this doesn't work. I'm broken. I can't do this. Something's wrong with me. This diet doesn't work, and I don't work, and I'm just going to do whatever I want now because I can't do this anymore. This is too hard. I can't live like this. And so then the cycle begins. You go off the rails. You start eating whatever. Next thing you know, your jeans are tight. Next thing you know, you're like, I just, I'll just stay to leggings because I don't like these jeans anyway. That's the denial. Then all of a sudden, the summer comes, and it's too hot to wear those leggings. You go in the closet, and guess what? Nothing fits. Like, that's how I lived my life for so many years, and it was so freaking exhausting. Just mentally and emotionally exhausting to live that way. I had every excuse. I was deeply negative and and pessimistic about things. And I had the victim mindset that everything was somebody else's fault. And because of that, yeah, there was no finish line. And there actually isn't a finish line. And I want to describe that, but then I'm going to also get into some things that are stopping you from, from getting where you want to go to, okay? So there is no finish line because it's not like, so let's just say, let's say you lose all of the weight that you want to lose and you get to whatever your you get to your goal weight, okay? You get to your goal weight and now what? Now what? You want to stay there. You want to maintain the, the hard work that you've done to get there, which means the same things that you had to do to lose the weight, you're going to have to keep doing to maintain the weight. And I don't just mean what you're eating, but I'm also talking about the emotional weight, the work that we talk about here. That is never going to change. Okay. And so there's a lot of those things that you're telling yourself, well, if I just get to goal, I'll never have to do any of this again and I'll be done. I'll never have to worry about a diet. I'll never have to like work on my weight. It'll all just be done. And that's not true. There is no finish line. There's milestones along the way, which you should celebrate. You're getting to your goal weight is a huge milestone and you should definitely be celebrating that. But it's not the finish line. And that's the misconception. That's the lie that you're telling yourself that there is a finish line for you. There isn't. That's just like a a big milestone. Yay, we're going to celebrate. We're going to like clap it up, but then we're moving on and we got to keep this going. Because you don't get to your goal weight and then all of a sudden your life is perfect. All of a sudden there's no more bad news. All of a sudden you don't have hardships. All of a sudden everything just goes for you the way it's supposed to go. Nobody ever gets on your nerves again. Nobody ever gets under your skin. That's always going to be there because that's life. And so for me, I remember getting so hung up in, this is how it would go. I would, you know, the whole let's start over on Monday. So I would binge on all of the quote unquote bad off limit foods, you know, all the icing, all the cupcakes, all the carbs, because I had told myself, you're never going to have this again, because you're going to go on this diet that you just bought that was really expensive. And you're never going to be allowed to have these foods again, at least for a very long time. And so let's get it out of our system Because we all know binging on something one time is really going to get it out of our system. That's sarcasm for those of you that don't know me. So I would gut out my kitchen, gut out the grocery store, hit up all the drive-thrus, and just like go to town on all of the foods that I, you know, told myself, these are bad. You'll never have these again. And then I would get all excited because I would look at my little diet plan and I would go stock up on all the healthy foods that I love and the ones that I hated as well because I convinced myself it doesn't matter if you hate it, you still have to eat it because that's that's really healthy for our, for our, our mental health and our emotions. Let's eat stuff that we don't like. (laughs) Just look back and it's so asinine. Um, and then I would prep out okay, this week, you know, I haven't been working. I've been sitting on my ass for a year 
eating whatever I wanted to eat, becoming the carb queen, and all of a sudden on Monday, I'm going to go hardcore with my salads and this food that I don't like, and you're going to get your fat ass in the gym six days a week for 90 minutes. Like, this is exactly what I used to do. And I would, because I was like convincing myself, if you want to get to that finish line, You've just got to go hard and you've got to be hard on yourself and you've got to like do the, you just got to be like so like hustle and go hard and like make this hard. It has to be hard or it's not going to work. That was another lie I told myself. It has to be hard or this won't work for you. If it doesn't hurt, if it doesn't feel like a sacrifice, it's not going to work. And so that's what I would do. I would like punish myself by getting all this food that I don't like planning out these insane asinine workouts that you go from someone who's a couch potato who doesn't even want to go for a walk and I'm all of a sudden going to like hit the gym for 90 minutes. Okay, that makes sense. In what world? And how many times are you doing this to yourself? A week, a month, a year, the last 10 years, right? It's, it's crazy making when you keep doing it this way. And what would also happen is when I would set up this like ridiculous plan for myself, I somehow thought it was all going to happen in a bubble. Well, I'll just put my head down. I'm not going to be going out with, because this is when I was a lot younger and going out drinking and partying all the time too. So it was like, you know, I'm going to just tell everybody I'm not available. I can't go out for the next couple months. I'm just going to keep my head down, hibernate. Let's stay in the house so that I can like leave the house all of a sudden and everybody's going to like drop their jaw when they see what I look like. That was the same fantasy I had been telling myself since elementary school and middle school. That same fantasy of like coming back to school and like, who's that girl? And I did this over and over and over. And then what would happen is here I am trying to do this ridiculous plan that is not realistic, that is not even in the realm of something that I want to be doing. So I'm already going into it hating every single thing about it. And so there's already that resistance. And so then what happens if I had a bad day or someone at work is like, well, somebody's last day is tomorrow, so we're going to happy hour and you have to be there. Or all of a sudden it's my birthday or all of a sudden it's one of the holidays and guys, there's going to be holidays all this year. Every single month there's something going on. Okay. And we use that as an excuse. And that's what would happen to me. And so it was like, I am always doing so good until, you know, these holidays come around. And then I just, I don't have any control because, you know, I couldn't take ownership for anything. Or I'm always doing so good. And why do they have to ask me to go hang out with them? Why do people have to like me and want to go, you know, socialize with me? (laughs) And I would have all of these excuses, about why the plan failed and it was always because of something else or someone else, not because the plan just freaking sucked. Because the plan was unrealistic to begin with. Because the plan was based on a lie. That all you have to do is put your head down, buckle down, hustle, and you're going to get to the finish line and get the perfect life. That was the story that I had in my head. And there's a reason why it never worked, (laughs) because it doesn't work. You can't lose your weight by going on a plan that you already just like cringe at what you have to do. Because how in the hell are you supposed to live your life around that? How in the hell are you supposed to live your life around something that is so structured and regimented when real life comes into play? Because it's going to happen. And so one of the main things that I want you to think about, if, you're, if you are attaching weight loss to a finish line and you think that while you lose your weight, everything's just going to be happy and good and you're going to do it in this bubble. And then when you get to your goal, it's going to also be happy and good. And when it's not, you keep sabotaging yourself and you keep cycling back through the binge eating, yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle over and over again. Because you think that everything has to always be happy and perfect and positive and it won't be that way. 
I don't care how optimistic and positive you are as a person. Life is not always great. Life is not always happy and it's not supposed to be. And you need to accept that. And I would go back into this victim mindset of something always happens to me. Something's always going on. Or if other people that I was close to had drama, I used that as my excuse. God, don't they under, like they don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm like getting mad because they're telling me their drama. And I'm using that as my own excuse to get sucked into. That was my own choice. But I didn't want to own that back then. And so the number one way for you to stop attaching this finish line mentality to your weight loss journey is you have to accept that life is not always happy. Life is not always going to be this like bowl of sunshine and unicorns. That's just not the way it goes. And the moments that are that way, that's why you have to latch onto them and embrace them and and like really, really feel that. But also, you're going to have to really, really feel the bad stuff too because that's what you're avoiding. You're avoiding anything that doesn't fit into your definition of what's good and happy and positive. And until you are willing to sit in your own emotions, to sit in your own wet blanket of discomfort, you're going to keep cycling through as well. And you're going to keep believing if you just put your head down, if you just follow this bullshit detox tea, you're going to get to your goal. And then everything will settle down. Or you're doing the opposite is you're telling yourself, I'm really uncomfortable in my own skin. I don't like the weight that I'm at. I don't like this, but I don't have time right now because I'm too busy and there's too much going on and I'm not in the right mindset. And I'll just, I'll do it when everything settles. And that's a lie too, because life isn't going to settle down. It's just not. Because you use the holidays as an excuse for the past three months. And what's your excuse now? I bet you have one. Well, I'm so busy, so busy getting everybody back to school and back to work and, you know, just trying to, you know, I'm still reeling from the holidays and all the the people that were in my house or all the traveling, I'm reeling from it all. I'll get, you know, maybe February. Yeah, that'll work. Let me just, let me ease into life in January. And then what happens? February, you act as though you can't get your life together over a chocolate fucking heart. A chocolate fucking heart is what's going to stop you from living the life that you know you actually deserve. A chocolate fucking heart is what's going to stop you from taking control of your own life. Just let that settle in, okay? Please let that set in. Because Before the chocolate heart, it was a chocolate pumpkin a few months ago. And then it was chocolate Santas. And it was chocolate snowflakes. And it was all the foods of the holidays. I can't control myself. It's all a bunch of excuses. All of it. It is an excuse to deflect yourself from dealing with what you actually need to deal with. Because if you would just deal with your own bullshit... And if you would just feel the things you're supposed to feel, good and bad, you could have a chocolate heart, you could still lose the weight, and you could still be living a damn good life. But you choose to use the holidays, the chocolate, the candy, the whatever, as your excuse to not want, that's what keeps derailing me. Because I don't know about you, I'm 38 years old, and every single year of my life, the holidays haven't changed. And they're not going to change. So you know every single year what's going to happen month by month, at least from a holiday and a birthday standpoint. So you plan around it. Anyway, you have to accept that life is not always happy. And quite frankly, it's not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be like, I'm always skeptical of people that are happy like 24-7 because that's also a deflection. That's a deflection as well. You're not supposed to be like this happy, bubbly like thing running around every single day. That's also like a defense mechanism. 
Just like staying super busy is. Just like eating all the time is. So please accept the fact that even if you start out your journey and you're like motivated and you're happy and you're like, I got this, that motivation, it's going to wear off. It will wear off. And that's another thing that you're like, well, I was doing so good the first couple weeks or the first couple months. And then all of a sudden I just kind of got eh about it all. Yeah, because that's what, that's motivation. It wears off. It is not supposed to be long lasting. And so then you go around looking for motivation and you waste time while you're stuffing your face looking for motivation instead of just doing the work. And it's not, motivation is never going to be long lasting. It's like comes in these little bursts and that's it. That's how it's supposed to be. All right, so that's the first thing to break this finish line mindset, okay? The second thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to be willing to be vulnerable. And I know right now, for those of you that are not in the journey, you're not vulnerable. And that's why you're using the food and overeating and avoiding and avoiding and avoiding because you don't want to get vulnerable. This was very hard for me as well. And the thing is, you're not going to be able to lose your weight You're not going to be able to keep your weight off unless you can get vulnerable and deal with your emotions. And so when I say get vulnerable, I mean, first and foremost, you have to get vulnerable with yourself. And getting vulnerable with yourself means sitting in the uncomfortable wet blanket of whatever it is that you're dealing with. And how many times do you have something emotional that you're dealing with that you don't want to deal with. And so you're like, I'm just going to order food. We're just going to go out to eat. I'm just going to go for some drinks. Just going to go to happy hour. Just going to do this and distract yourself. And now you're distracting yourself while eating all the food, gaining all the weight. So now you've got this like compounded on top of the problems. And so then you can just blame it on your weight. That's what's making you miserable. When there's actually stuff underneath of all of that that you're not dealing with and that you're not willing to deal with yet. And so for you to think that you can just eat less, move more, drink your detox tea and get to the finish line, and then what? Then what happens? Like, because you still have to be getting vulnerable with yourself, you're going to be doing that the rest of your life. And that's why I say there's no finish line, because the way that you you lose weight and you keep it off is by dropping the finish line mentality And realizing goal weight is a milestone. And all of these things that I'm telling you are things that you're going to have to learn how to do now and for the rest of your life. It gets easier, but it doesn't go away. You don't get to your goal weight and then you never have hard emotions again. You don't get to your goal weight and never have to feel vulnerable again and like deal with what it is you're going through. Right. And so you have to stop with the surface level bullshit and you've got to get deeper and you've got to be willing to get vulnerable and actually own up to your part in the process because nobody else got you fat but you. And I know that stings. I know that hurts. I know that cuts. But boo, you got to hear it. You got to understand it. And I didn't understand that for a long time. I was like, no, this is because of all blah, 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 blah. No. There's nobody like holding a gun to your head and making you eat. You're choosing to overeat because you don't know how to be vulnerable. Because you don't realize and want to recognize that life sometimes sucks. And that it's not supposed to always be happy. And when you're on this constant pursuit of happiness, you're really setting yourself up to fail. Because there is no constant happiness. And the opposite of happy does not mean sad and depressed either. But we're not always like jumping around and throwing flowers in the air. Oh my God, I'm so happy all the time. That's so not realistic. So just stop. And you've got to get vulnerable. You've got to be willing to go there with yourself. You've got to go there. And if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you already know the stuff that you're not willing to go there for. Yep. 
Which leads me to the third thing, which is you've got to stop with the denial. Oh my God, with the denial. I always say denial and emotional eating and being overweight, they are just like BFFs. BFFs. The denial is real. So denial looks like this. That's telling yourself, I'm so busy right now. This just isn't the right time. I've got to get my mind right before I can really get in the game. And that's denial. That's, that's a part of denial. You're still choosing to deny the fact that there's a problem. And the problem gets addressed now. And every single time you put the problem off into the future, you are not taking ownership for your part in that problem because you're putting it into the future so that it's not your problem. You can just keep on denying that it's even going on. And then you have that little moment of relief. Oh, I'll just get to it next week or next month or next year. And I don't have to deal with it right now. Being in denial is also you knowing that you've gained weight but you not being willing to admit it to yourself. And I used to do this. So here's a great example. When I, so I've been overweight since elementary school, for those of you that are new. Um, I've been overweight since elementary school. And I was not like super, super fat. I was overweight. But then after I graduated, so between graduation, that summer after graduation, I packed on almost 100 pounds. And I was actually obese at that point, okay? And I became very unhealthy. I gained weight very rapidly. And at the time, I had no idea why, you know, because you're in the, sometimes when you're in the glass, you can't read the label. And that was me. I didn't understand what was happening. And I was very young. When I was gaining all of that weight that first time, I was in complete denial. It was like I had blacked out. I didn't even realize what was going on. Um, my clothes were not fitting. I used to wear, you know, the little cute denim short shorts. And all of a sudden, they wouldn't even go over my knees. They didn't go over my knees. And I remember feeling like this, like humiliation, like wash over my body. And I just said, oh, I don't like these shorts anyway. And I would like throw them to the side and I went and got stretchy pants. And I wore stretchy pants for months. I would buy skirts, skirts that had stretch. And I just said like, oh, I love to be in skirts all the time and be dressed up. And um, I really did the most to like be in denial about the weight gain. I did not get on a scale for uh, maybe almost two years, I want to say. So I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I weighed. It was almost two years, I want to say, that before I got on the scale. But I know that I could no longer shop in regular stores. And at the time, there were no plus-size stores. You know, there was, what, Lane Bryant? And when you're 18, you're like, great, this is for, like, 40-year-olds. Because the clothes were hideous back then. They've changed, but they were hideous back then. You know, Target and places like that, they didn't really have plus-size sections. And I, even if they had those sections, I was still telling myself, I don't shop there. I'm not plus-size. When I, and I hadn't worn jeans in almost two years. When I finally decided I really want a pair of jeans, because my, like, 11 or 13s that I had from high school, yeah, those were like a distant memory. When I finally um, went to buy some jeans, they were a size 20. And I remember they were still tight. So I was in utter denial about the weight gain. And, you know, I've shared this story before as well, that I had these like ankle boots that I used to like. And I would put them on and they didn't zip over my ankles. I mean, not even my ankles, you guys. And so I would still wear them. I wore them unzipped, these little like ankle booties. And I was just telling everybody, yeah, girl. I was like, these are the new style. I was like, this is the new trend. Like convincing myself of this asinine, ridiculous thing. Because I just didn't want to admit to myself, like, this is as bad. This is how bad it actually is. And it wasn't until I went almost a year with no period I finally went to the doctor because I also had put off going to the doctor because I didn't want them to see me. I didn't want anyone to see me naked, which the GYN, they're going to see your stuff. And I also knew you had to get on the scale. 
but yet I knew my health was suffering. And it wasn't until I went to that appointment where they were like, yeah, you're not having a period because you're so overweight. Your weight is actually affecting you. Like your numbers are okay, but you're not having a period. You're not okay. And that's kind of where I started the first time to like get some help around losing my weight. And this was a very long time ago. But that was me being in denial. Okay. And so denial shows up in many different ways. It might be you denying that you even have things to work on. It might be you denying that you're even feeling certain things or feeling a certain way. And so in order to break this like finish line mindset and weight loss, you've got to stop being in denial, which means getting vulnerable, dealing with your emotions and accepting that sometimes life just sucks, but I got to deal with it anyway. I have to deal with this. I have to confront this person. I have to confront this issue. I have to confront this problem because if I don't, I'm going to stay stuck in this cycle. And in this cycle, I'm miserable right now. So one of the other things that you have to do is you have to break your all or nothing thinking. And so that was me. My all or nothing thinking was the fact that I believed, and this, I shared that story at the beginning of the podcast, how when I would do my start over on Monday routine, I had to go hardcore, 90 minutes, six days a week at the gym, get all these foods that you know you don't really like. Because if I don't do that, I'm not going to get results. If I don't do that, I won't reach the finish line. If I don't go hard, I can't reach the finish line because I have a lot of weight to lose. And I really could not wrap my head around the fact that little tiny changes were the things that would equate to the big results in the end. I could not comprehend because I didn't want to believe that. I was like, no, it's either this or nothing. And all or nothing thinking, it's what's going to keep you stuck believing there is this finish line. That if I can just do all of these things and I can do it really good and really hard and like hustle and buckle down, then I'll get to the finish line and I can like ease off the gas. And that's not true. Because what has worked for me has been to do small changes. What has worked for me is to drop the all or nothing thinking that I have to get this done by X date. I took the deadlines away. I took away all these other dumb parameters that I had for myself. And I was just like, no, we're going to just get underneath of why you were this way in the first place, which we've done. And then we're going to just like lose the weight by living, by enjoying life. By like feeling vulnerable, by dealing with our emotions, by getting like by going out and having fun that doesn't involve food and alcohol all the time. And I finally came to the realization that like if I let's say overindulge at one meal, it doesn't mean I have to do it the rest of the day. I don't need to slash all of my tires. I can like say, okay, let's move on. That's moderation. You know, small changes for me, like I used to not drink water. I hated water. It made me gag. Well, now, if I don't have my 100 ounces of water a day, I'm not functioning well. I'm dehydrated. I'm tired. I'm sluggish. I feel bloated. And that is now a habit. Same thing with Coke. I had to drink Pepsi or Coke all the time. Could not stand the taste of diet. And now it's the opposite. I love my diet Pepsi. Can't stand the real stuff. Cannot stand it. These are small little changes. Small changes for me. Like, and it's, it's all the stuff combined, you guys. Like, it's not just about the food and it's the exercise and the activity. It is about all of these components in your life. And that's what I discovered. When I finally made the decision to stop yo-yo dieting, to stop looking for a finish line and actually just get underneath it all and live my damn life. And I, I learned all the things that I was missing, that these diets weren't teaching me. And they became guiding principles in my own life. They then became guiding principles in the Irresistible You framework that I teach to help other women do the same thing. Because there is no diet plan that is going to teach you these guiding principles in a way, like nobody teaches this stuff, nobody. 
And these are the things that we're missing. These are the things for me that I would never find in an Instagram detox tea, that I'm never going to find in a 4 a.m. six-week diet infomercial. Those things are never going to address these little toned 25-year-old twits on Instagram that are teaching you how to diet and exercise that have never been fat a day in their life. They're not going to teach you these things because they've never had to deal with it, ever. And so if I can just wrap this up by saying, like, to summarize all of this the best way I know how, is that in order to lose your weight, you have to like you. You have to build a relationship with yourself. And part of the reason you're overweight is because there's something about you, there's parts of you that you don't like, that you don't love, and that you don't want to be with yourself. And you're using food as a way to avoid. You're using food as a way to like stay in denial and not deal with what's really going on. And this whole concept of just get to your goal weight and everything will be great is a lie. And you've got to break this, co- this concept, this rule, this, this lie, because if you don't learn to like yourself, to love yourself in the journey, it's not going to just happen because you weigh 130 pounds or 50 pounds, whatever your goal is. It's not going to happen just because you weigh your goal weight. And you have to stop believing that if you get to your goal weight, then you're going to really fall in love with yourself just because you look a certain way. You may not like the way your body looks in the mirror today, and that's okay. But that is not and should not be a direct correlation to you not liking you. Because sure, there's still parts of me that I don't like physically that I want to change. But I don't hate myself. I don't dislike myself because of it. And so you have so much attachment wrapped up in what you look like is how you feel about yourself. And you've got to learn to build a relationship with yourself so that you can lose the weight, so that you can keep the weight off Because getting to your goal weight, if you haven't done this work, you're still left with that version of yourself that you don't care for. You're still left with all the emotions that make you cringe. You're still left with all the things that you've done that make you cringe. Because you've chosen to stay in denial and not get vulnerable and not deal with it. And then what also happens, and this has happened for me many times, is you get to a certain number, you get to your goal weight, and because you believe that life should always just be happy and be done in a bubble, and then something bad happens that takes the wind out of you, what do you do? You go right back to the old habits with the food because you haven't learned how to deal with yourself and your emotions during the good and the bad. And so you've got to have all this stuff in place beforehand or you're still going to keep, you can still be thin and be stuck on the the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle. You can still be thin and have all the inner fat bitch talk. That doesn't just go away. It doesn't go away because you're eating less and moving more. This is like a, a journey into your entire like personal development. This is a journey into learning how to have a relationship with yourself. Learning how to be self-aware because right now you're not self-aware if you're doing these things and you're stuck on this cycle. Learning how to feel confident in yourself, your choices, in your body, at your current weight and at your goal weight. And also learning how to stop this all or nothing thinking that little small changes are not going to do anything for you. So why bother? Well, what's 10 minutes a day going to do for me walking? Ah, 
uh, more than it's doing for you lounging around watching Netflix. I can tell you that much. See what I'm saying? Like you, you, you tell yourself all these lies. You have these rules that you've told yourself. Life always has to be happy. And if it's not, then I can't do what I need to do. I'll get to it when things calm down. Just like all these rules that you're telling yourself, they're the things that are actually holding you back and keeping you stuck. And until you decide to break those rules and create this relationship with yourself, you'll just stay stuck on the cycle. And I know that that's miserable. It's absolutely miserable to be there. But there's a place and there's a way to get off of it, okay? And so let's just step away knowing there isn't a finish line in your weight loss journey. There's only milestones. This is a journey. That's why it's called a weight loss journey. There is no finish line. And so let's learn how to do these things, get to our milestones, and then keep on trucking through our journey because we're still going to have things that come up for us. And I want you to have one of the most amazing years that you've ever had, and that's not by losing weight. Sure, that might make you feel better physically. You're going to look better. We can't deny that. However, when you find out who you really are and you start having an actual relationship with yourself, that's when you're going to have an amazing year. That's when it's going to get really good. It's not because of the weight. The weight just becomes like a byproduct or a side effect of you going on this journey. That's all it's about. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. If it is, if you love the podcast, if it has helped you in any way, I would love to know. And the best way for you to do that is to go over into iTunes and leave a rating and review. It is so easy and quick to do that. It helps me and other women find this podcast. So I would love you long time if you could go over and do that. Um, if you want to connect with me, you can find me over on Instagram at Irresistible Icing. Also, please make sure to head over into our free podcast discussion group on Facebook which is called, you guessed it, Irresistible You. That is linked in the show notes. And for the show notes to this episode and many more, head over to irresistibleicing.com slash blog. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, stay irresistible.